the volume. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Catching Phase is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. Catching Phase. Akeem Tlaib here. Week one is in the books. It was a pretty entertaining first week. You know, we had a couple overtime games, a couple blowouts, a couple close games. Game-winning drive by Tom Brady. Uh, Game-winning drive by Derek Carr. You know, it was entertaining first week. Uh, impressive teams. I told y'all about them Cardinals. I already told y'all how they was going to look. They defense came out. Stop the run, stop the best run game in the league and look more physical than I think the most physical team last year, the team who was the most physical last year, the Tennessee Titans. So Cardinals look more physical than the boys. Uh, thought the Eagles look good. I said the Eagles would look good. That O-line played well. Uh, Jalen Hurts ran the show. The Saints look good. The Saints came out, dominated, played man, did what they do on defense. Kill Aaron Rodgers, killed my fantasy. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, teams who ain't look so good, Packers, Titans, two teams you thought was going to be powerhouse playoff teams. They came out and they struggled out the gate. Uh, Packers just looked like they wasn't meshing like that, man. It's I feel like vibe is everything. And you could tell A-Rod wasn't there. It's, it's, it's just a weird vibe in Green Bay. We'll see if they get that thing turned around. I honestly don't know. Uh, and the Titans, they they usually come out and play super physical. They ain't, they ain't play so physical on Sunday. You know, mm. rookie who stood out to me this week was Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones, he, he ran the show. 
for the Patriots. He really had a game-winning drive. Xavier, Xavier Howard, he stripped Damian Harris at the end, setting up a field goal. But that was a game-winning drive right there. Mac Jones almost put it on tape week one. He had to a beat, man, in my opinion. So he had a nice little game-winning drive. He stood out to me, ran the show. He looked confident in the pocket. He took what he did in the preseason, and he looked exactly the same way in the game. So Mac Jones really stood out to me as far as the rookies. A week two matchup I'm looking forward to seeing. Vikings, Cardinals, of course, because I will be there. Akeem Tlaib and Gus Johnson will be there covering the game on Fox. It should be a good time, and it's a good matchup, man. Uh, the Cardinals' defense, they showing they can stop the run. The Vikings got a pretty good run game. Patrick Peterson going to visit his old squad. It should be a pretty good matchup. should be entertaining. So make sure y'all lock in. Give me the feedback, the good and the bad. I keep to leave 21 on Twitter. You know, I want the good. I want the bad. But lock in with me. Check me out. Fantasy football. It was all bad for me this weekend, man. My total, my total was 81 points. And it was all really due to everybody. But I, I put it on one guy, man, A-Rod. A-Rod dropped 1.3 points for me, man. I can't have my starting quarterback dropping 1.3 points. Played against Mac Jones. He scored 15. But listen to, listen to my points. I had a guy, I had a negative, a negative 0.6. I had a 2.9. I had a 2.4. Mostert got hurt. He gave me two points. A-Rod gave me 1.3 points. Man, he was all bad. Tyreek Hill kept me in the game, baby. That's why he always my number one pick, 37 points. Uh, Baz from Buffalo, my kicker, gave me 11. And my Rams defense gave me eight. So they kept me in the game, man. If I would have got any production from my quarterback, I would have won easily. I lost 81 to 90 to my sister-in-law. Man, good game, Kenzie. Derek Carr had 24 points, but I had him on the bench. But who going to play Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers? Definitely, definitely not me. So I took an L week one. It's on the week two in fantasy. I'm going to shake back. Them are takes for the week. We got a great interview with Josh Sitton coming up. Man, we relived the story that he brought up, man. You don't want to miss it. It's a great interview, Josh Sitton. The NFL is back, and FanDuel Sports wants you to get the most out of every play. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay bet with three legs or more. And if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. Like this Thursday night, I like Washington Moneyline, and I like the under on the total points. I love betting on all the NFL action with FanDuel Sportsbook because it's easy to use, and they got super-fast payouts. There is no feeling like nailing the same-game parlay bet. So lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook and get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? Today, they're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet if you prefer that. Just sign up with promo code FAZE. And if your first bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in site credit. That's promo code FAZE. You must be 21 and older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, and Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. 
gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, New Jersey, or Virginia. 1-800-9-WITHIN in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. TN Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEPS or text NEXT STEPS to 53342 in Arizona. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Catching phase, I keep to leave here. Man, we got ex-Packer, four-time pro bowler, three-time all-pro, Super Bowl champion, and most important, a dog-ass member of that dog-ass 08 draft class, baby. Josh Sitter, what's up, baby? <laughs> Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing, full man? Of dogs. Oh, wait, baby. We full of dogs, man. We'll get to that in a minute. You know what I'm saying? But what's up with you? How you doing? I'm good, buddy. We uh we did, we had a good class, didn't we? Yeah, we did, man. Great class. Yeah. You, uh, I'm good though, man. Hey. Oh man, it's great. Um actually just had my third baby a few days ago. So we're uh busy making babies and business and uh just living life and you know trying to stay busy and keeping that keeping that mind occupied the good life right you know what i'm saying making babies and spending money you know what i'm saying that's that's (laughs) everything we did is to get to this point right here be 35 making babies and spending money man you know what i'm saying absolutely man there ain't nothing better i'm i no doubt i'm very very blessed and uh i definitely realize uh 
how how good I've got it and how lucky I've been and how blessed I've been for sure. Hey, you work hard, baby. You deserve it. Hey, so let's get to it. Back in high school, man, tell me about that recruiting process. I got two potential O-linemen, nephews, bro. I'm talking about big dogs. So I want to know what your recruitment process was like. And first, before you start, tell me how big – you remember how big you was when you was a freshman in high school? When I was a freshman, I was like 6'1", 180 pounds. All right, so good, good. So he – look, from, he five, my nephew, five by five, 11 and a half. 215 right now run great routes like he he ain't even got to that big yet you know what i'm saying he's still just he's just thick so oh yeah that's a good I, that's sign. what a, a lot of these kids they think they got to be so big so fast and they don't nobody cares about your size anymore they care about how, how you move right. um and that's the that's the name of the game you know that's that's been the name of the game for guys in your position forever but it's it's right. uh it's speed and up front now too i mean these d linemen are are uh, just as fast as you, you damn guys. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, so yeah. you got to be able to move. That's that's number one. Um, and uh, the strength and all that stuff, that that comes, man. That comes with age and it just comes with getting to be 18, 19, 20. That's when you really start getting strong. And that, they don't, those young kids don't need to be worried about the uh, getting in the weight room like crazy when they're that young. But, um, yeah, it's a little bit different recruitment process than uh, – than than we're used to that we went through. I mean, that's the social media and all the yeah. online stuff. It's just that was kind of just getting started, at least for me when I was coming yeah. out. Uh, well, both of us, was, us. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what to tell these kids anymore. These coaches, they tell me they got to be on Instagram like twenty four seven just to keep up with the next school. It's right. uh, it's definitely a different process. Um, but what I try and tell young kids is just to enjoy it and not to stress about it. You're you're young and you're, you're not going to be young for long. And you know, you're going to get to college and it's going to be a, it's going to start being a business. They're still in the phase of life where everything is fun and enjoyable and stress-free and they need to live as a kid and have fun with it, work your butt off and do everything you need to do, but just trying to enjoy the process. Cause it, yeah. man, I, I'd give anything to go back and be in that, get that first letter that I got, you know, and, and go through that all again. Cause it's, yeah. it's pretty damn cool. That was that was that was a good time. That was definitely a good time. So so you went to uh, UFC. You uh, you keep up with those guys now? Yeah, I do, man. I actually, just um, I got a call last week that I got into the UCF uh, Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah, UCF. Um, yeah, so I was uh, I was pretty pumped about that. Um, but yeah, man, they've uh, that program's come a long way, man. It's uh, yeah. it's you know when I got there, it was still a small football program, you know, although it was a big school and uh, had some pretty awesome coaches and things. And they've, uh, they've done pretty damn good, man. It's been, it's been fun to watch. Yeah, they do it. They do do a good job. Uh, you know, I was in Tampa, so, you know, they right there. So I got to follow them a lot when I was out there. Uh, so they had the undefe undefeated season 2017. Did they get robbed? NCAA fucked them. They should have let them go to the playoffs, right? They should have went to the playoffs, right? They um, uh, let's see, was there? There wasn't playoffs back then, was there? I think it was. Yeah, I think was, it was it? undefeated. I think they was undefeated, and, and it was not. God, I can't even remember. I went to the uh, I went to the like Peach Bowl. Bowl game. Yeah, I went to the Peach Bowl in in Atlanta where we beat Auburn. Yeah. Um, but I'm not the typical UCF fan that tries to claim that we won a national championship. Like we didn't. 
You know, we just we didn't like. I'd love to say that we would have had a chance if we would have played, but we didn't. And didn't we didn't get in? So I'm not gonna claim it. But uh, they've uh, that was a damn good team, man. That was that was a good team. That was the first time I ever saw UCF really, where I really knew that they were could compete on a national level. Like you can you can tell the difference in the speed of the game. You know what I mean? Like when you're yeah. as a fan and as a as a player, like you can tell when you're watching. Uh, the lower tier college teams and the higher tier college teams. Like, right. You can tell a big difference. And I could see it in person that day. I was like, damn, they're actually like play, UCF's right? legit now. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, was, it was it was cool to watch in person. All right. So next you go to Green Bay. And uh, that's your first time out of Florida. You grew up in Florida, went to uh, UCF. What was that experience like, man? First time. Well, first, well, first can we talk about our um, our rookie symposium? Do you, I mean, do you remember? Oh, was you in the room? Was you in the yeah. room? Oh, I've yeah. been waiting to find somebody who was in the room, bro. Hey, Rookie Symposium. All right, all right, you're right. Rookie Symposium. So right, is, this, is this subject, I mean, is this off topic or, or are we Hell good? no, this my shit. This my shit. We talk about whatever. I've been wanting, you just cranked up our show, Josh, just because you was in the fucking room. So we in the I tell room. people this shit all the time. All right, you tell it, you tell it, you tell it. Go ahead, you tell it. Um, So we're in a, we're, we got a, where they have you in a big meeting room or whatever, and then you go 14. into breakout. Yeah, you go into breakout rooms, right? And you're talking about different subjects or whatever, and it gets heated. And, you know, everybody's from different backgrounds, different stuff. Everybody has different opinions on stuff. And, and Akeem, and I forget who it was. I don't even remember. But it was, it was, y'all, y'all did not see eye to eye. It was the running back. I forgot his name, Corey. This is like my first. This is like one of my first experiences in the NFL. I'm like, God, this shit is wild. And him and Akeem just kind of go to town for a second and have a little, <laughs> have a little, uh, have some words and some and some hands. I'll say that. I'll let Akeem tell how he wants to tell if he wants. Um, hey. But that shit was funny as hell. Hey Thomas, 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 go ask, go ask Q real quick. Ask Q real quick. What's the ask him who the running back? Who the running back? Who I got into it with uh, from Tampa? Q gonna know his name immediately. So do y'all remember what, what were y'all arguing about? Yes, I'm telling remember? you. So look, so you be in the breakout rooms, right? It's four teams. So it was us. It was the Bucks. It was the Packers, of course, because you know what I'm saying. Josh was in the room. It was the Chargers, and it was somebody else. It was our four teams in the little breakout room. So we were talking about our our rookie uh, cash, your rookie cash. You know what I'm saying? You only make three ninety five or whatever it is. How can we? You know what I'm saying? Use this money, split it up. What we gonna save? Boom! Let's everybody take ten minutes. Tell me how you gonna use yours. So you know, I'm I went first round and shit. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna buy S five fifty. I'm gonna buy my mama this. <laughs> then I'm gonna have about fifty thousand left over. Boom! That's gonna be my clothes. I'm gonna use that straight three fifty. I'm gonna use that for all my shit, and I'm gonna save my signing bonus. I'm thinking that's a good idea. You right? You feel me? That's a good idea. He was like, nah, see, you play too motherfucking much. That's your problem. I said, hey, bruh. Why, what was his name? Corey. Damn, I knew you was going to know about the game. So I say, look, he say, he say, that's your problem. I say, bruh, I went first round, fam. I don't got no problem. You went seventh round. You you might have problems. See what I'm saying? He kind of he got mad at that. He stood up, put his finger to my head like this. Man, come on, Josh. I got up swung. And then we had a little tussle, hit the floor a little bit, man. I had a fight at the fucking rookie symposium, man. Crazy. Yeah. Josh was uh, in the room, too. 
That's every, every time I played you in my career, I swear to God, I told everybody that story as we're, as we're like, you know, you're going over the, you're going over who you're playing or whatever. You're yeah. going through that list. I, I'd be telling, I remember telling my brother that story, just dying laughing. I'm yeah, just dying. Oh my God. That's, that was great. I had to get up and hit him with one. Bam. <laughs> Cut him with a stick. it. I feel like we all kind of just settled down. Y'all chilled out, and we all yeah, just kind of got out. back to talking like 20 minutes later, I feel like. Yeah, we pulled us out the room. I said, man, I'm cool. I'm good. <laughs> Ooh, we went back, sat down. Man, we good. It ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we football players. We do this all the time. It ain't nothing. That was, that's funny, boy. That's funny that you remember that. <laughs> that is comedy, boy. I, I, uh, I've been looking for somebody who was in the fucking room. <laughs> it's right, funny. Yeah. It's funny. I remember the story, but I don't remember four teams and this and that. I don't remember the details. Yeah. But I mean, I've, I've literally told that story a hundred times. Corey Boyd, that's, awesome. that's who it was. My dog, Corey Boyd. Then, you know, he stayed on the team. I started I started fucking with him. We hung out a couple times. You know what I'm saying? Corey Boyd, man. Shout out Corey Boyd, man. We had a little school. Oh, uh, that's funny. At the symposium. Hey, uh, all right, all right. Your first, time out of, your first time out of Florida, man. You went to high school there. You went to college there. Then, boom, you in Wisconsin, man. Talk about that. Um... So a lot of guys don't like going to, to Green Bay, but I, I liked it in the sense that you could just really focus on football, man. Like there wasn't there ain't a whole lot going on up there. Uh, it's there's not a ton of distractions, and you can just kind of get to work, and um, you know you can you can find trouble if you want to, but um, it's it's good because you can stay out of trouble and just um, just go focus and play football. But yeah, man, Wisconsin was great. People were amazing. Um, I Your mean, the, was easy for you. It, see, I like to do. I'm a fat guy. Like I, like I, I was raised in Florida and played football in Florida, but then I, I got used to it in a matter of yeah. like days. Man, I, I'm I'm a fat guy. I like the I like it cold. I'd rather cool. play in. <laughs> I'd rather play in ten <laughs> degrees than eighty five. Hey, I swear really? I say that all the time. I'd rather play in the cold than in the hot. Shit, I, if I if I really? want to be. I'd rather play in 75 and, you know, cloudy a little bit. Of yeah. course, that's football weather, 80 and cloudy. But if I got to play in Tampa, 95, or Green Bay, 30 degrees, man, I'm going to take the 30, man, because that that heat going to drain my energy. I could, I could keep warming up, run to the bench, warm up, and come out and play, but that heat just drain you. You know what I'm saying? I, it, how you playing lazy yep. and – so I'd rather play in the cold any day, man, for sure. What about – so I don't find many DBs that say that because of the footing. Like, did you ever have any problems with the footing in cold weather? Like, because, like, everybody thinks you go run the ball in bad weather, but, like, really you could throw – like, if you had a quarterback that could throw the ball good, had a good uh, big hand, like, yeah. you could throw the ball all day because DBs can't keep up with receivers and with the, you know, with the uh, frozen ground and stuff. Like, did you have issues with that in you the know, cold? I, I, I don't really – no, nah, I don't really remember having like footing issues, man. If you some, if the grass slick, then you might slip on the grass. But as far as the weather and the cold, nah. Like I played in New England. I guess it was kind of on turf right there. But uh, I don't remember. I don't remember having footing issues. Just like from the ground being cold, really. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the fields now, they you know they heat up the grass and stuff, so it, it's different now. You know what I'm saying. Lambo probably yeah. the only field they try to freeze that motherfucker out still. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> all, that probably only happened in Lambo. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I only played there like once or twice, but I think when I uh, played there it was like thirty. But I had good footing, man. I followed Jennings left to right, strapped him. He had like one catch, four yards. I had a great game in Green Bay. You know what I'm saying. So what? When did you play with? Who were you on the Tampa. Patriots? 
No, and Tampa Bay. Was the game. Remember, we came and Legarrette Blunt had a nice little run. Legarrette Blunt had that good ass run. He was running through running through Packers and shit. Uh, it was a good game. Year. Girl, we lost. We lost. I can't remember. Maybe like it was like maybe 2011. Maybe 11. 2011. That's right. Yeah. Like yeah, I remember. Uh, had a nice little run. I had to follow Jenny's left to right. That's what I do remember. I followed Jenny's left to right. He had one catch, four yards. You know what I'm saying? Great day for was, me. I remember. Well, Albert Albert Ainsworth on that team. Ah, uh, nah, that might have been Albert year. I don't know if he played that game. You know, Albert. Hey, that was another story. Okay, he came and went to practice like one day. He played like one game with the practice like one day. Man, that was a crazy story. I I, I he, really don't remember. I think he played that game. He he did. I just remember thinking, God. So I played him my <laughs> I played him my rookie year when he was in Tennessee, and like he just he's just as big, like just big Ew. mean guy. Like he was. I was like, I'm getting my ass kicked as a rookie. You know, like damn, this is wild. And then he comes and plays uh, when he was with Tampa. And he was like the nicest dude I ever talked to in my life. He, I, he would like knock me down or we'd fall over or something. And he'd be like, hey, man, you need help up? Like, <laughs> I was like, this is a different person. I was man, like, this crazy. is wild. Dude, he, was, Albert, he, was great, he was a great guy. Albert used to have a thousand on Monday after the game. He have a thousand uh, Hooters wings. That <laughs> 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 seems to be comedy. That was one of my early. I'm like, bro, I never met nobody like Albert in the NFL ever, bro. That shit was crazy. I would have loved to play with that guy. <laughs> it was good. Oh, that's funny. It was good. So, so you're uh you're three. That's your second year as a starter. You know what I'm saying? Y'all go to that Super Bowl. What was what was what was special about that team? Matter of fact, matter of fact, go back. Your first year as a starter was that was that Aaron Rodgers. Your first year on the team that was Aaron Rodgers' first year as a starter, right? Yeah. So did you know? Did you know A. Rod was going to be super special then? I think everybody kind of knew, like, you would um, – I was staying behind when I – I became a starter, like, week two of camp. So, for those first few weeks in the offseason, like, I was staying behind the offense and seeing him right. throwing the ball like, oh, I'm like, how the hell is he fitting in these windows? You know, just <laughs> little things. Little things. You know, you can tell the difference between yeah, – uh, You can know when somebody's special. You've seen enough quarterbacks. Yeah. You play online. Exactly. So, like, I would see that stuff and be like, God, this guy's going to be really good. And then you would hear everybody talking about because I'm a rookie. I'm not really into the mix with everybody yet. But like you just hear the coaches kind of whispering about him, and right, you know, because it was a big deal going on with him and Favre and all that Hell at yeah. the time. So, um, but everybody knew that he was going to be that guy. Like everybody, everybody in that organization knew, and that's why they had the confidence to uh, move on from Brett at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think we, I really, really knew in '09, like when we started off season and training camp and all that, you know, for a while you don't have your, um, that confidence and stuff and you don't have, it takes a little time to build up those leadership skills and the confidence to, to know you're taking up, like as a quarterback, you're taking over as a, you're the face of the whole franchise. Yeah. yeah. Everybody looking at you when you talk, everybody gonna be watching. So like, Oh, eight, he was a sort of timid a little bit, but then Oh nine, like he, he knew he was the guy and you could tell, he had the confidence and he completely took over in 09 and was just, you, you knew he was the guy. And that's, that's when I, that's when I really was like, all right, this guy is going like, I, I mean, I remember saying he's the best quarterback to ever play the game. And I had no problem saying that like talent wise. And I, I, I think it probably stands pretty close to being true still to this day, but yeah. that's probably when I knew that he was going to be a hall of famer and be one of the best ever. It was like 09 ish. Um, 
but yeah, he was uh, he's pretty damn good. I don't even remember what the original question was, but yeah, that's it. That's um, it. You answered it, huh? Sad. When you, <laughs> you started knowing he was gonna be special, shit, you answered it perfect. Oh yeah. Uh, talk about that super. So oh nine. When y'all go to y'all was oh nine the season that y'all played, then y'all want to chip in 2010 or was it 2010 the season? It was uh 10 11. Nine okay. nine we okay. went nine we got beat in the uh first round by Arizona. And okay. then that's what we kind of knew, like, all right, we got a pretty damn good team here. We set all sorts of records, like scoring wise. And we had Jennings and Jermichael and Driver and uh James Jones. Um just all these stupid talent. Yeah, I mean, it was – bro, our Super Bowl year, like, the receivers on the field, Jennings, Jones, Nelson – Jordy Nelson. You know Jordy. Um, no Jordy. Um, Jermichael. And then on their side is uh, Antonio <laughs> Brown is their number three or four. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like Emmanuel, Emmanuel Mike, Mike Wallace, and, yeah. uh, and Antonio. Like, those uh-huh. are seven, like, legit <laughs> receivers. Uh, really? So, anyway, yeah, it was 2010 season. And then uh, the Super Bowl was in 11. And it, so, talk about that, that year, though. What, what was different on that team, man? What, what, uh, how y'all get over that hump? Um, man, I think you know this more than anybody. I think you've won a couple. But um, it's, it's about getting hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just a different – special something to the the way everybody comes together and it that that wasn't that wasn't the most talented team that I played on like I've, I've had probably two or three teams that were more talented like by probably by far than that team we've lost like 20 starters on IR or something that year but we just got hot at the end of the year like we had two games to win to get into the playoffs and then we went on the road and won three three games on the road in the playoffs, and we just got hot at the right time. Aaron got hot at the right time. I mean, yeah. there wasn't nobody that could have beat Aaron in those playoffs, not, not a single nah, person. I, I mean, it, it – and you know what? I mean, it's just – it's like anything. It's like a pitcher getting in a groove. It's like you just can't beat somebody when they're in that uh, in that headspace. I and mean, he was yeah. just – he was stupid good. <laughs> how, important was, how important was my dog Charles on that team? Charles? Oh, my God. That's my – that guy, is, he's one of my idols, man. He was the one of the guys I looked up to as a young guy. And when I got to the Packers, he's two lockers from me, and there's no nobody in this locker next to me. So yeah. I'm like right no next kids. to him. I'm like, <laughs> you know, he's got his – and I'm like, hey, man, can I share some of your space? Um, but no, I didn't really. Um, but I'm like looking – I'm like I tower over Charles the guy. Wilson, right? Yeah, but I'm like looking up to him like in awe. Like this is Charles Woodson, man. This is wild. You know, it was the first – that was the first time I was really starstruck with another football player because I was like, man, like, he's the only defensive player to win a high, you know, all the all the stuff. I mean, he was an unbelievable guy, phenomenal leader. Um, the He gave us a speech in the locker room during the halftime after he got hurt at the Super Bowl. Um, the words that he came up with after the um, NFC Championship to kind of hype us up, like, in the locker room in Chicago, just so many different things that he did that at the time you don't really think about because you're just in the grind. But like when you look back, it's like there's certain people in certain moments and certain words that, um, that really move people. And he's one of those people that he didn't say a lot all the time, but like when he spoke, everybody listened. And 
he had the respect of every single person in that organization. And he wasn't always the, you know, in his younger days, he wasn't the most liked person by the people upstairs, I don't think. But he he ended up becoming one of the most uh, respected and special people in every organization that he touched. He was, a, he was an awesome guy and a great leader, for sure. So no charge was super important to that thing, man. I, oh, yeah. I remember I remember that Super Bowl, man. That was A Rob was going crazy, man. So look, let's fast forward a little bit. So I I I didn't necessarily like you know go to like a division rival, but kind of like a playoff rival. I was with New England a couple years, and uh, you always see Denver in the in the playoffs, right? So then boom, I end up boom going over to Denver in New England in the playoffs. So I kind of I kind of felt it a little bit, but you went through it for real. You changed teams, division. In the division, went over to the Bears, right? So you go over to Chicago, man. Talk about that change. How how weird was it going going to Lambo's uh, visiting locker room? It was it was definitely weird. I was lucky that I, a lot of guys like never stepped foot in a visitor locker room at their home stadium. And I actually going to the Super Bowl, we we walked through the um, our visiting locker room to go out to the buses, like. For the first time ever, I don't know why we went that route. You know, you just go and line up. And go. that was the first time I ever went through the locker room. And then the second time was when I came back to play. Right. And um, it's definitely weird. It's um, it's definitely emotional. It was more emotional, like rolling through town, and like we cruised like by my house that I still owned, and you know, like that that was more <laughs> weird than actually going to the game. But like you know, seeing all the places they used to go and. Um, you know, I talked to all the guys prior. Um, so yeah, it's um it's definitely a weird feeling. It's funny, my coach, who was my coach all eight years there, he just went back for the first time. He's with Houston now, and they played there in preseason a couple weeks ago. And I texted him, I was like, How was it? He's like, It was emotional. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, it is. It, it, it's a uh, it's a uh, Green Bay's a special place too. You know, it's it's a little bit different than a lot of places. Um, and it's something you don't really you don't grasp when you're there, but you can really appreciate it when you're gone. And um, but it was cool to come back. It felt like you were. It's it's like a tight knit tight knit family, right? Yeah, it is, and it that's is. how the that's how the organization does things. That's how the whole entire the whole state of Wisconsin is just like like it's like everybody's thing. Like there ain't nothing else on a Sunday but Packer football. Like it. It ain't like playing in a big city. Like there ain't nothing else to do but Green Bay Packer football. That's the only thing that matters. It make it it make it feel like you trading, right? Like damn, I'm trading on these guys. Like damn, I'm supposed <laughs> to be over here, but I got it. But it's business, man. That's it's business. Yeah, in, I wasn't even in New England that long, right? But they so tight knit. It's so like you know what I'm saying. The whole town is about it, and they show you so much love. You you fall in love with that family so fast. So you almost feel like damn, I'm trading on these, but I'm going to the guys who beat us. I'm going over here. I'm like shit. It was weird though, but you know, hey, the business, yep. baby, we got to get to it. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny because the a lot of the fans and stuff don't really realize how it works, the business side of it behind yeah. the scenes. Like, I mean, I got, I have a choice in all this, but like, not you really don't, not really. I'm going to the highest bidder or the best fit for myself. And if there's only three teams Mixed calling, the highest bidder. Hell yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, so <laughs> you gotta I do mean, what you got to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you made sure you retired as a Packer, man. That was super important to you. So you talked about, yeah. you know what I'm saying, how important that was to you. Yeah, man. Like, dude, I, I moved to Green Bay when I was 21 and grew up there with my my wife from college. I mean, I grew from a, a, a young kid to a, a 
just a probably an older kid. I didn't really ever grow up, but um, you know, that's where I that's where I kind of grew up with my wife and and yeah. um Wisconsin was extremely important to me. All those people, like I said, man, they're incredible people. Packers were a great organization. Um, I wouldn't have wanted to retire with anybody else. And it was just a it was a cool symbolic thing for me. And it was um, you know, after after a year or two not being there, I kind of got over the being butthurt about getting fired from there. And um, it was great to go back and um, feel like I was a part of part of that organization again. Um, so it was, it was, a, it was a very cool moment. Very, um, very emotional. And um, I was very, very happy to, to end up retiring as, as a bagger for sure. That's what's up. Uh, so it was a little drama out in, in, in Wisconsin this off season. Uh, did you ever think A-Rod was gone? think he was out the door for a minute. Dude, I don't know, man. It's fun. So I did a Pat McAfee show a lot last year, and he, he would ask me about Brady. And I, I thought for sure Tom would never leave New England. Like, that was my answer, like, all the time. Every time. And I'm like, there's no way in hell he's going to want to uproot his family and just deal with just all the little crap you don't think about, you know, the as a as a fan, really. Like, right. you just think, he oh, football player. Yeah. Your kids got his, friends and football teams that they want to stay on, and you, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole lot, a whole lot go to moving cities. Exactly. So that's where I was coming from. But um, obviously, they had different, uh, different thoughts. Tom's such a damn competitor. I know that he was probably thinking, "I'm about to go. I'm going somewhere else, and I'm gonna go win a damn Super Bowl." And, <laughs> exactly. And he sure as hell did it, which was really cool to watch. Um, but so I, that's. Just because of that, I was thinking, damn, Aaron might he's the same <laughs> damn way. He's a competitor. He's a he's a right. He's got a chip on his damn shoulder and he'll carry that chip forever. I mean, he was he was mad he got drafted 24th overall. Like, I'm like, bro, I was the last pick of the fourth round. Like, grow up, you know, like, you know, it ain't that big of a deal. But he's that's why he's next level great. And so I did think there was a chance that he would end up leaving. Um, but you know, it was fun to watch. It was actually cool to watch as a fan. And not be on the inside to like just sit and speculate yeah. and try and figure it out. It's, it's right, cool right. to see from this angle and not be not be in the middle of it and not have any interest whatsoever. I don't have anything to do with it. It's just fun to watch. Yeah, it's just it's just entertainment, right? So, so yeah, but, just fans. Is he is he last one before we get out of here? Is he gonna be there next year? Um, is he gonna be there next year? I mean. <laughs> Damn, what I, I need to look at his contract and see what he got in there. I think he, I think he got everything that a that a player could get in their contract to be on to to benefit them. I mean, he got yeah, a. I think a, I think a, he can move around next year if he want to. Like you know, what I'm saying if he want to, he can get out of it easy and and move around if he want. Yeah, I mean, I I hope for his sake that it, that he ends up staying there and just has that legacy as, as, you know, the Packers all time great, or, you know, I really, I, I want to see him stay there and win another Super Bowl as a Packer. Like that's what I want personally. What I think he's going to end up doing. I don't have a clue. I think he would probably retire before he goes somewhere else. But again, I was wrong about Tom. I'm probably wrong about him. Right. Who knows? Yeah. We, I we'll I see, man. I personally think that he going to do something like Tom. That's like motivational, man. Let me go somewhere else and kind of, you know, Give it to give it to Wisconsin. Give it to that front office real quick, man. So yeah. go to the Broncos, <laughs> man. Go to the Broncos. You know what I'm saying? Got a great receiving core, young guys, good old line. Go to the Broncos, A-Rod, win a chip. <laughs> hey Josh, I appreciate it, man. We catching phase, baby.
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.